0: December 30th 2020 holy shit I hope everybody had a good Christmas I just wanted to thank all of my listeners for new listeners and people who've been with me since the beginning um if you like this episode please share I really appreciate it I record these messages because I know there are people out there who understand What's happening? What's to come? Even if you don't really understand, I'll try to help you understand. Our days are numbered. My personal story from the collapse of the Soviet Union. Not my personal story. The article I'm reading. Via Sovereign Man. Editor's Note. Marat K., one of our team members who grew up during the collapse of the Soviet Union, tells the story of his own experiences during that period. Good evening. It is December 30th, 2020, and uh, there are just a couple of articles that I wanted to read and go over. I'm going to just read one at a time and uh, try to split them up. Hopefully everybody had a semi-decent Christmas. Um, mind was what it was. I'm not really a big holiday person. But I hope that whoever wanted to see their family was able to do so and um, your day was peaceful and uh, not too troubled by uh, the current events. So I just wanted to go over this because this article was actually uh, published Monday, December 14th. Uh, today is the 30th, so it was about two weeks ago. But it, it's, it's still very relevant. It's an extremely relevant article because as this year has unfolded, our dollar has been losing its buying power, its purchasing power. And uh, anybody who follows uh, finance or or not CNBC, not uh, Kramer, uh, real, real financial experts knows that with all of these stimulus packages that are being passed, since this corona pandemic bullshit began since they instituted these lockdowns and we know these lockdowns have absolutely nothing to do with keeping us safe but it's to grind the world economy to a halt and bring us to our knees uh so they can usher in a new system like they mentioned back in august and even before then the great reset they kicked off 2020 with a bang in 2021 my god the only thing that comes to mind is that it's only going to get worse and I hate to say that, but I guess I know it's the truth. And sooner or later, everybody's going to understand and know what's the truth, especially with this new administration coming into power here in the States. And that will be very soon. A lot of people had their hopes up for another Trump administration. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. And I'm not a political person, but in the respect to how far and fast our country will fall, the current elected administration, I'm sorry, soon to be administration, they're not good fellows at all. They're not, they're, they're, they're sold out. They don't have the people, the American people, in their mind. And they haven't for decades. They've been lying to me over decades. It's just younger and younger generations are being born that are more and more and more hoodwinked. And this young generation that isn't currently dealing with this pandemic scandemic madness are going to be the most i believe subservient to the system so going back to how our government and and what it's doing and 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 how it's spending and how it's passing trillions of dollars and we are in so much debt as it is we've been we were bailed out by china like 11 years ago now china's not our friend china is our enemy They sold us out. The Obama administration sold us out. The Chinese injected hundreds of billions of liquidity into our economy back in 2008-2009 after our crash in order for us to purchase mortgage-backed securities and, uh, well, not for us to purchase mortgage-backed securities, but in order to keep the housing market stable. Uh, So I don't want to go too far with that. I'm really, really tired. But with all this printing and all this spending and all this cr- incredible bullshit that's going on with our economy, and now you have, what, 40% of small businesses closing, jobs closing. I mean, the dominoes have yet to even begin to, begun to fall because a lot of things are, uh, you know, eviction moratoriums and, 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 and you don't have to pay your student loans and you're going to get this extra money and that extra money and uh, with, with, with your weekly unemployment benefits and uh, they just passed a bill because they gave us $1,200, I don't know, eight months ago. Now we got another $600 and it's just, it just goes to show how much disdain the current elected officials the system has for the American people because it was a one, nearly $1 trillion bill, $1 trillion bill. And out of that, the American people got $600 apiece. While the rest of the world—Egypt, and Israel, and Pakistan—like Pakistan got like some fucking what was one point five or fifteen, I don't know, fifteen million dollars for fucking gender studies in Pakistan. Like this is how much they piss all over the common people, and no one gives a fuck. No one's paying attention. Everybody thinks it's going to get better. Oh, hopefully next year will be better. Hopefully with the new administration. Because, you know, they're all blaming Trump. It's all Trump's fault. These fucking people have no idea what's coming. So getting back to all of this debt and all this bullshit and pork spending that our government is doing leads up to this article right here. Because sooner or later, the dollar is going to fucking crumble and collapse. I think it was down in 70 70 let's go check the chart really quick i was looking back to see because it it has dropped significantly has dropped significantly and i was looking back to see the current dollar index so we are at 89.6 so i went back to see when sorry i don't have that right on hand when we were as low as we are now. It's been a while, I mean, you know, we were, the dollar index early 2020 was about 103. We've lost quite a bit. Uh, So the last time we hit these numbers was around 2018. And before that, 2015, we actually ramped up from a low of 80. And our lowest, let's say within a 10 year period, 12-year period was in 2008 when we hit 72 and that's when they injected liquidity in the middle of 2008 and the dollar index skyrocketed well it went from 72 ish below 72 and right before April May June July and then between July And November, it skyrocketed back up. And that's when they injected all of those billions and billions of dollars into our economy. So right now, they're just spending like crazy. They're passing bills like crazy. They're crushing people's livelihoods. And then they're throwing them a bone here and they hear some crumbs off the master's table. People need to fucking wisen up. I have conversations with people on Twitter and they somehow are so dense in their fucking brain that they think that once the vaccine is released, everything's going to go back to normal. They're waiting for everything to go back to normal because they sincerely believe that this has to do with the virus. They haven't the slightest fucking idea. So, let's get to the story. My personal story from the collapse of the Soviet Union. When I was a kid growing up, in the Soviet Union, it was essentially forbidden to make a better life for yourself. This is Marat K, one of the team members who grew up during the collapse of Soviet Union's VIA Sovereign Man. You couldn't just dis- decide to go back to school, start a business, or switch careers to a thriving new industry. And it didn't matter how hard you worked, you were most likely never going to be promoted. All the top jobs in the Soviet Union were reserved for party loyalists. Sound familiar? The government removed every possible economic incentive to achieve more, which is why service was pitiful, technology was lagging, and the Soviet economy was consistently in the dumps. Now, on occasion, the government would decide that they wanted to populate certain rural, rural areas of Russia, such as remote parts of Siberia. Quite often, families were simply ordered to pick up a move, as was famously the case under Stalin. But by the 1970s, the government would provide a small financial incentive for families. If you move to Siberia, you can earn a slightly higher salary. This became literally the only way that anyone could legally make more money in the Soviet Union. And that's how my parents and I ended up moving to a cold, little town in western Siberia in 1985. The plan was to stay there for a few years, save money, and then move back to a nicer, bigger city in Russia with a better climate. The fact that our new Siberian town didn't have a single restaurant, cinema, or even an ice cream place made the saving money part really easy. My parents followed through on their plan, and by the early 1990s they had saved enough money to buy a decent house plus a car and still have some savings left over that would never happen now. This is early 1990s. This is when I think economies in the world were just ramping up. I mean, in 1990s, I was a teenager. And when I graduated high school, I don't know, just, you know, I didn't have a problem with money. I didn't have a problem finding a job. Like, you know, what I made was what I spent. I had my license, my car, my apartment. Like, I was able to live as a 19-year-old on my own with just a high school education at the time while going to school, still living on my own. You don't see kids doing that now. You got people in their 20s and 30s living with their parents, struggling. 40s even. like People are struggling. It it just doesn't happen anymore. So, um, yeah, his parents followed through on the plan. Early 1990s, they did what they sought to do. They saved enough money to buy a decent house, car, and have some savings left over. But then, the unimaginable happened. The Soviet Union collapsed and the economy crashed. Inflation, then hyperinflation followed as the government started printing money like crazy in an effort to continue making interest payments on its debts. That's exactly where we are here today in America. Not even to pay our debts. like They're just printing money like crazy to infuse liquidity into the markets. They're printing like crazy to keep... The economy somewhat afloat so that it doesn't completely collapse. Here in New York, man, <sighs> like anybody who has a job is going to get taxed out the fucking ass. Cuomo is in with the Bidens. I mean, they want to make this stupid governor, motherfucker, this piece of shit, attorney general of the United States. So you know what? I feel for the rest of America. Because the minute that fucking guy becomes attorney general, you are going to feel our pain, meaning our as New Yorkers, man. Like, the rest of America has no fucking clue what's going down in New York and the type of shit that this man has just instituted. And he's being sued left and right, granted, but to walk around... The financial capital, which is supposedly... New York City is supposedly one of the financial capitals of the world, if not United States. <laughs> you would think it would be... It, it's it's going third world level, man. It's like it was when I was a kid. When I was a kid, there was fucking graffiti everywhere. Homeless people everywhere. I had uh, my young childhood. I was in Hell's Kitchen. And, uh, you know, it was gritty. I, I My grandmother lived in an apartment complex that was known, known in the projects that the delivery dudes wouldn't even fucking go there. Like, you can get no Chinese food delivered. You would get no pizza delivered. Why? Why? Because they would set up the delivery guys, you know, and bring change of 100 And they would maybe make an order for $25, make an order for $30. Who the fuck knows? And those delivery guys, man, they came up there with their change of 100 and the robbers caught up with them in the elevator and guess what? They got the food and the money. And that was that was it so where I lived was on the band list uh, <laughs> and it improved so much I mean I moved but over the decades I mean it wasn't anything like when I was a young child and now now it's reverting back to that there was graffiti all over the subways it was it was gritty grammy if you check out like those old-school 80s movies you see what New York City really, like, even, like, a fucking slasher flick, like, like uh, Friday the 13th. <laughs> I mean, some of those early flicks, it's, like, true depiction. It, it, New York City was a gritty place, and it became, they did a lot. They beautified it, they cleaned it up, and now it's just going straight back to hell. Straight back to hell. And, um, New York is, is the beacon. People say that if the United States, if, 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 if we collapse or we give up then that's it for the rest of the world we were supposed to be the symbol of freedom and and, and all this shit nope we got fucking sold out we got sold out and and it hasn't even just begun it hasn't even just begun so let me get back to the article in 14 minutes in so we said the unimaginable happened the soviet union collapsed and the economy crashed inflation then hyperinflation followed and the government as the government started printing money like crazy in an effort to continue making interest payments on its debt prices skyrocketed that's what people aren't anticipating now locally near me like they're stockpiling their toilet paper we're we're scavenging for alcohol and things are coming back on the shelves but i don't think that the average person that i come in contact with I, i and they no the average person who i do interact with and come in contact with they have not the slightest fucking clue what's coming and it's very hard. It's very frustrating to try to have conversations with people. And not scare people, but try to enlighten people. Uh, at least people in their 30s, that they have a little more potential. Listen, don't, don't, don't waste your time. Because I still live in an area where, I don't know, there's still these kids that just live in life. Like, it's... Everything is the same. Like, they don't really understand. You're still out there spending $900 on a pair of shoes and, 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 and going to the bars. It's like, you're dumb. You're dumb. And I try to wake them up, but they, they don't fucking listen. So people aren't prepared for what's about to happen. Prices are going to skyrocket. I, I mean, I'm, I see it. You know, if you see it, you know what's happening. You listen to me. You have any idea. You do what you can. And you keep doing what you can. You keep filling your freezer. You keep buying cans or jars. And just learn how to live leaner. And uh, you got to prepare because we're going to be, we're going to be forced. This is going to be forced on us regardless. And I told you from the beginning, what has been transpiring? Everything that I said from the beginning of my podcast has transpired. And I'll tell you a little secret. I'm a very special guinea pig for a reason. So at some point, stores stopped displaying price signs. Why bother if they were doubting every other, doubling every other week or so? Right? So they didn't even put signs up. I guess you just had to go to the register and be like, how much does this cost? Salaries and pensions did not keep up with inflation. Almost everyone became more poor with each passing day. And I see that happening now, here in my local region, with the, with the prices of housing fucking just skyrocketing. I mean, food and shit like that, like, you know, I don't go out to eat, man. I cook for myself, and uh, I, I, I like what I like, and nothing has got, gotten too crazy. But it's coming. Salaries and pensions did not keep up. Most people, including my parents, were caught completely unprepared. Exactly. The general level of financial literacy at the time was pitiful. Most Russians didn't know the first thing about money, finance, or economics, and the same thing could be said about Americans. So no one knew how to react to the hyperinflation that was unfolding in front of our very eyes. It was as if everyone was frozen in disbelief, including my parents. By 1990, before the crisis, my parents had saved... 50,000 rubles. At the time, that would have been enough to buy a house and a car. After a few years of crisis, my parents still had the same 50,000. But by then, all they could afford to buy with it was a pair of winter boots for my mother. That's that's crazy. This has happened all over the world. This has happened in Venezuela. I've mentioned this in a previous podcast. Uh, they're fucking eating zoo animals. This has happened in Argentina. Uh, overnight, the price of bread went from, I don't know, $3 to fucking $8. Um, you know, you'll just, not so much in the price of gas here in the States, but you you see it, It it, it it's happening all over the globe and eventually it will happen here in the States. Their entire nest egg has been completely inflated away in a few short years. So think about, it. these people had enough money in 1990 Buy a house and a car outright. Now that's money, right? Even back then, I mean, fifty thousand dollars. I don't know what that is that translated to in, in American dollars. But in order to be able to afford a house and a car in my region, easy, easy. We'll say a smallish house and a car. You need four hundred thousand. You need half a million where I live to be able to afford. Oh, well, okay, maybe four hundred fifty. Maybe four twenty-five if you're being cheap. And then in a matter of two or three years, that 425000 you buy a fucking pair of boots with that. Can you imagine? And when I hear girls telling me that they paid $900 for a pair of shoes, I'm like, wow. That used to be my rent. Or that's half of a, a fucking rent payment. But you, pair, you spend it on a pair of fucking shoes? Like, that is just ludicrous to me. Um... It's just insane. People just have no clue. And uh, who, who was prepared for that? So that basically puts people in a position where they are completely dependent on the government. And, that, and that's pretty much what we're coming up to. Uh, so their entire nest egg, everything that they saved, can you fucking imagine? Nothing that they did. They didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do nothing wrong, right? They just The only thing that they're guilty of is ignorance. But they did their civic duty. They worked hard, they saved, they were good citizens, and they get fucked up the ass. Right up the ass. In a blink of an eye. Everything that they sweated for, toiled for, bled for, stripped away. Through any means or fault of their own? Absolutely not. It's through the fault of the governments. It's through the fault of the central banking systems. It's through the fault of all the fucking global elite that treat us like dogs. Like little pieces of shit. Right? Little dog piles of shit. Like Manorino says, I love you. Gregory Manarino, love you. Um and this is it. This is it. People need to understand as they're running after this and that and all these stupid things and they think they're hot shit because they got all these letters behind their name and these degrees and this and this. Guess what? We are all gonna be reduced to the same level of slavery. Unless you're one of the lucky few elite so he goes on to say not everyone has lost during that time those who successfully navigated the financial wild west of the 1990s in russia turned this crisis into the opportunity of their lifetimes for example i remember seeing ads in a newspaper offering to exchange a flat in moscow for a poor quality soviet car it was unbelievable it was an unbelievable trade when you Think about it. The guy with the apartment was probably panicking and trying to leave the country, so he thought it would be a good idea to trade his apartment for a car. But ten years later, the car was a worthless pile of scrap. Meanwhile, the owner of the flat still held a valuable asset that had appreciated significantly in value and kept up with inflation. And naturally, the saviest people were able to buy extremely high-quality assets all on the cheap, like, real estate and businesses, including shares of newly privatized oil companies. And this is exactly what's going to happen here in the States. Everything is crushed. Everything's crumbling. All this, you know, signs up. All these small businesses going out of business. For rent signs everywhere throughout New York. Businesses boarded up. So what does that do? All those small businesses decimated. Who's going who's gonna to move in? The big giants. The big giants. And then we're not going to have any choices left. So... These people, they invest in real estate and they invest in businesses. And that's exactly how it's done. But as a citizen, as a person, you yourself, what can we do, right? Because I, I don't have money to be just dropping on real estate and blah, 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 blah. But for myself, for my financial future, I have been investing in gold and silver for over 10 years. And this year I decided with cryptocurrencies, I, you know, cryptos. They make me a little nervous. But if you have a bank account and uh, you're willing to keep a little money in your bank account and you're good at what you do, you can probably keep it in a crypto account and earn a hell of a lot more interest or there's a lot more earning potential there uh, than a regular savings account. So it's, it's all up to your risk tolerance. But eventually I can't be so against cryptocurrencies. It's like it's about diversification and uh, I can't just focus on physical gold and silver or digital gold and silver it's like okay you know you got to do more than that as well um so let me get back to the article because i know this shit's getting long and i apologize okay so investing in Gazprom in the early 1990s was like buying bitcoin in 2010 exactly later these people became known as russian oligarchs now i'm not writing this to suggest that the same financial catastrophe will take place in the u.s or europe yes it will after all, the ruble didn't enjoy the status of being the world's reserve currency in the early 90s. Yeah, but you know what? They want to get rid of the dollar as a reserve currency. They want to replace it with the yuan, which is the Chinese dollar. Um, and they probably will. Or digital, a digital currency. So, you know, the United States dollar, our petrodollar, sooner or later. Like, we all start, we started wars all over the globe because these... The people in power of these countries that we invaded were putting the dollar... They were threatening the dollar by selling their oil in their own or wanting to sell their own their oil in their own currency. And uh, we invaded Libya for that and Egypt for that. And we go to those fucking countries in the Middle East. We're just like, yeah, no, you can't do that. You gotta buy and sell in our fucking currency. I'm telling you, the shit that this country has done that its own citizens are not aware of, it's just like, you know... we're gonna be paying this in our blood, their sins. We're gonna we're paying for their sins, and, and and it's just fucked up. And I just pray and I ask that, that there's justice. Um, so let's continue this article really quick. So after all, the ruble didn't enjoy the status of being the world's reserve currency in the early '90s, and the economy of the late Soviet Union was already in terrible shape. Still, this very recent history should serve as a reminder. Idiotic economic policies almost always have consequences. We're only going to—we're st- only beginning to see the consequences here in the states. When a government goes out of its way to destroy economic incentives through higher taxes or abusive regulations, bad things usually happen. When a government accumulates a mountain of debt that is impossible to pay, bad things usually happen. When a central bank conjures trillions of dollars out of thin air, bad things usually happen. And I can tell you from personal experience. when a society actively embraces a communist ideology bad things usually happen and all of these issues in north america and europe certainly could create consequences for the dollar and the euro someday absolutely this isn't a dire prediction prediction it's just common sense something that most politicians seem to be lacking these days it is important to think about the risks and the consequences and prepare for them in advance I watched my parents lose their entire nest egg and become victims of other people's stupidity because they were unprepared. But today we have access to so much more information and education. We can learn about how gold and silver have maintained their value against inflation for thousands of years. We can learn about other assets, whether productive land, cryptocurrency, or profitable business ventures that can do well even in times of crisis, and we can make a plan B just in case the unthinkable happens, because if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that absolutely anything is possible.